Hallelujah. We want to bring our friends and our neighbors, our co-workers. Just invite whoever you can. Let's see God fill with the power of the Holy Ghost and baptize in the name of Jesus Christ. Will you put your hands together as Brother Silver comes? Come on, somebody shout with the voice of triumph right now. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put everything else aside. Hallelujah. Let's praise His name. He is worthy to be praised. He's worthy of all the glory and all the honor. Hallelujah. Come on, there's no better place to be right now. There's no other place that I want to be. Hallelujah. Than to be in the house of God. Praise, praise, praise His name. Hallelujah. I'm so glad to be here this morning. Such an honor. Thank you, Brother Kyle. Man, his family, all the staff, pastoral staff, I'm so thankful to be here today. Also, I want to give honor to my pastor, uh, Brother Ryan Crosley. Amen. Some of you know, I think he was here a few weeks ago or months ago, I believe. Amen. A tremendous man of God, and uh, I'm so glad to be in this place. Uh, we are pastoring uh, very close by, <laughs> not that far away. We are about uh, around Belvedere area, and uh, five years ago, you may be seated for a moment. Amen. We're being uh, we've been pastoring uh, five years now uh, nearby. It's a daughter work from our church in, um, in Hollywood. And God brought us here about five years ago to, um, to start from, from scratch. Amen. To start from the, from the ground up, uh, this uh, church. And um, Brother Kyle, I remember when, um, when I called, I talked to him before moving to, to West Palm. And I, you know, I just want to make sure that I... You know, everything was good, and, uh, you know, we're going to be together in this. And um, I, I, I remember his words, and that, that stuck to me, Brother Kyle, many years ago. Maybe you don't remember, but I will never forget the words that you said when I, when I said, Brother Kyle, um, I just want to make sure that it's okay for me to, uh, to go to West Palm and start uh, a Spanish church in that place. And, uh, and you said, Brother Lucas, there's over 600,000 Spanish people in West Palm Beach. I mean, we don't have enough churches for them. So come on in. I mean, come do this. And uh, we came, and, and uh, after five years, we are around right now, or last service, last Sunday, we had an attendance of 155 people. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. I'm so thankful for what the Lord is doing. And I believe, I believe, church, that right now we are living in the best time for the church. It is the most difficult time for the world, but it's the best time for the church. Amen. The world may be in chaos, but let me tell you that chaos is the perfect place where God can show his glory. Amen. When the world is upside down, that's when the church, hallelujah, got to stand, amen, and preach this gospel like never before. Hallelujah. And I believe it with all my heart, amen, that God is about to give us the greatest harvest that we have ever seen. Hallelujah in history. I believe right now we are the laborers of the last hour. Amen. The Lord is coming. And I believe so. I believe the church, I mean, make, might make a stand, has to make a stand. Hallelujah. In this time right now, if you believe it, why don't you clap your hands to the Lord? Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. It has been a while that I haven't preached in English. So if you don't understand, if you're watching from home, just hit the closed captioning. Amen. And, uh, <laughs> and if you don't understand here, God bless you. Amen. Ask God to give you interpretations. Amen. Hallelujah. But let's go to the word of God. I'm also glad that my son, Mateo, is here with us. Amen. Thank you, Mateo, for following daddy. Mommy's not here right now. She's in church. 
uh, we are, um, when we are starting the church, we don't have many musicians. So um, she is my piano player, my singer, my secretary, my, <laughs> my everything. Hallelujah. So, but she will be here with us in the evening. I want to go to the word of God. And I want us to turn to Revelation chapter 14. And um, I do believe that um, the times that we have been living as, as people in um, the world right now, the situation in the world, I believe right now that, uh, that God is also working through this time. And um, I do feel that um, the church needs to wake up and realize the time that we're living and the quicker that we do that, more souls we're going to win to the Lord. Revelation chapter 14, verse 12 to 16. And the word of God says, and it says, and here's the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And I heard, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from Henceforth, and yes, saith the Lord, the Spirit, that that may rest from their labors, and the works do follow them. Listen to this: the works do follow them. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one set, like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Trust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. The harvest of the earth, hallelujah, is ripe. Hallelujah. Can, can we go to another scripture? Amen. Let's go to John chapter 4. One more portion of scripture right here in John Hallelujah, chapter 4, verse 35. We know this scripture very well. And it says, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look unto the fields, for they are right already for to harvest. Hallelujah. If we look up right now, amen, the world is ready. Hallelujah. The, the church should be ready because we are about to get the greatest harvest, amen, there has ever been in the history of the church. And if you believe this, why don't you pray with me right now? God, speak to us today. Lord, give us a word. Hallelujah. Help us to understand the times that we're living right now. Lord, help us to understand that the situations of the world should not affect the church, but we should rise up at this moment right now. God, open up our eyes. Open every ear to hear, every eye to see, every heart, hallelujah, to receive right now what your spirit says to the church in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at somebody right now and tell them, get ready for the harvest. Hallelujah. This is my title today. Let's get ready for the greatest harvest. It doesn't take much time, church, to see that we are living in the end of time. Amen. It doesn't take much time to see, hallelujah, the, the position that um, the world is uh, getting at this time. The church, um, many right now, there's a great spirit of apostasy that is coming into churches. There's a great spirit right now that I'm um, trying to hinder us to have service. Try to hinder us, amen, to have a relationship 
relationship with God. Hallelujah. This great apostasy is something that even the apostle Paul preached in 1 Timothy chapter 4. And I'm not going to read it today, but I just want to let you know, hallelujah, that this spirit is working into the church right now. There are many abandoning truth. There are many, there's just walking away from uh, uh, what we have uh, believed and uh taught and preached for so many years. I'm seeing a lot of young men of my generation that um, they're, try, they're, they're starting to um, walk backwards from the truth uh, to preach a gospel that is easy to hear and uh, a gospel that, um, that does not really hurt us. Hallelujah. But that's not, what, uh, that's not what I read when I read the word of God. Hallelujah. The gospel should hurt us. The gospel should make us, hallelujah, repent from our sins. The gospel should should, hallelujah, work into us in a mighty way that we have to turn around for our sinful ways and go back, hallelujah, to the ways that God wants us to be. And I believe, church, that the time of the great apostasy, there also going to be the time of the greatest revival. Because when there is great apostasy, there is a great revival. When the world turns again, the church, hallelujah, the church rises up for revival. Hallelujah, when the world is starting to go against the word of God the church starts to move hallelujah into the greatest revival and I believe right now church hallelujah that we are about to see the greatest revival of all time okay one two three all right hallelujah oh we we have to choose what side we want to be are we on the side of the apostasy or are we going to be on the side of the greatest revival See, Jesus gave us an order. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a, uh, uh, an opinion. It was an order that he gave to the church in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And we know this scripture. Hallelujah. We know this scripture from our hearts. We heard them so many times. Uh, it should be memorized by some of them right now, some of us right now. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. The word of God says, hallelujah. And he said unto them, what did he say unto them? Go, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And all these signs shall follow them that believe. And in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Hallelujah. We know this word. Hallelujah. We've been preached so many times about this word. And we believe in this word. Hallelujah. But what I want to tell the church right now is why are we not obeying this word right now? Hallelujah. We must go. We cannot stay closing to four walls. The church has to break through. The church must go out. Hallelujah. He had to take a plague and a virus for us to get out of the four walls. But praise God for that. Because when there is great controversy, when there is great pain and chaos, God is going to use that for the greatest revival that we have ever seen before. Hallelujah. Oh. And I want to take us to this scripture because we can read it and really not understand what the Lord is saying. He said, to go... And to preach the gospel to every creature. 
what does that mean? That means that you have to go to the people that you might not know them very well. You have to go to the people that you might not like them very much. You know that, that, that neighbor that plays loud music Saturday night? Amen. That you have to call the cops on them. Because they're doing alcohol and drugs and all kinds of things. And you say, my God, I hate this neighbor. Amen. Every night he bothers me. Every night he's troublesome. Let me tell you something. The gospel is for him as well. Hallelujah to every creature. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter if you don't like them. Doesn't matter if they do not look Pentecostal enough. Oh, I know. Come on, church. It's easy to pray for those that look like us. It's easy to pray for somebody that is already crying with a nice tie and a nice dress. Hallelujah. But what about to pray for that guy that has tattoos all over his face. For that man that came today and he might be drunk and he might be a drug addict. Hallelujah. He doesn't look like he wants to pray. But God told us we have to go and preach the gospel to every creature. Hallelujah. And those that believe and be baptized shall be saved. Hallelujah. Believed and be baptized shall be, named, shall be saved. And look what the word says. Hallelujah. And it says that these signs shall follow us. See, we don't follow signs. But the signs do follow us. Hallelujah. When you live and you go preach the gospel. But you might say, but pastor, I, 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 I don't have the ability. I, I, I can't preach very well. I, I don't know the word very much. I, I just, I mean, you know, I just started to turn my life around. And I, I don't have all the, all the talent and all the abilities to do it. It doesn't matter. Because when you go, he says, in my name, they shall cast out devils. Hallelujah. I don't go in my name. I don't go with my authority. When you step out and you preach the gospel maybe you don't know the whole bible hallelujah from genesis to revelation but god is going to give you utterance and god is going to give you the anointing and when you start speaking when you open your mouth something will come up on you hallelujah you start to speak with power and authority because in my name hallelujah they will cast out devils in my name they will speak with new tongues hallelujah there is a new birth that we must pass through for the power of God being vested in us. I want to tell somebody that is under, hallelujah, the, the, my voice right now. If you have not been baptized yet, today is the day. And if you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in new tongues. Hallelujah. You're going to be filled today. Hallelujah. You're going to start praying. Hallelujah. New tongues and start to come out of your mouth. And you're going to praise God. And the Holy Ghost will come upon you. They will speak in new tongues. They shall take serpents. Now let me tell you something. Let me stop right here. Because I know we're Pentecostals. And when we talk about people that we're Pentecostal, the first thing some people think that we go around handling snakes. Okay, that's not what that's not what Jesus is saying. Please don't go, don't go around the Everglades picking up snakes and uh, bring them to church. Brother Kai will tell you, please stay outside. Do not come in. Amen. If they drink any deadly thing before you come with the Kool-Aid, amen, and and some weird in it, don't don't come trying God because you will die. <laughs> okay. What the scripture is saying is that, 
Hallelujah. There's a divine protection that come upon us. Hallelujah. When we preach this gospel, when we are filled with the Holy Ghost, when we're baptized in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, there is a divine protection that comes around us. Doesn't mean that we won't die one day. Hallelujah. But it does mean that it is a divine protection. Hallelujah. Every day you drive an I-95 and by turnpike, hallelujah, angels walk with you. Hallelujah. And protect you and defend you. Hallelujah. The safest place that we can ever be is in the church. That's why I love the church. Because there's protection in the church. There is, hallelujah, safety within the walls of the church. And let me tell you, hallelujah, there's no other place that I would rather be than into the house of God. Hallelujah. And one more, and one more thing. And it says, and they shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. It's a commandment. It's not an opinion. It's not a, if you want to. I know coronavirus has taught us, do not touch anybody. And we want to pray for one another, six feet. Or if we grab the anointing oil and just, you know. No, no, no. It is the scripture that we shall lay hands on the sick. If you're sick today, do not be afraid. Hallelujah. We can lay hands on you. Hallelujah. And you shall recover. Amen. Your faith has to be greater than your fear. Amen. I'm going to say that again. Hallelujah. Your faith has to be greater than your fear. Hallelujah. Because when faith is greater than fear. Hallelujah. That allows God to do what God wants to do. I'm not going to let fear overcome my faith. I'm not going to let the world overcome. Hallelujah. The commandment that God gave us. We must go, church. It's not time to stay in our couch watching TV all day. Hallelujah. It's not time for us. Hallelujah. To take a, a chill pill, you know, position. No, 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 no. We have to go and preach. Lay hands. Speaking in tongues. Have church the way that we know how to have church. Come on. Can somebody right now start praising God like it is March to 2020. Hallelujah. Can we start go back. Hallelujah. To praise God like nothing happened. I know the world is upside down right now. But the one thing that will never change. God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. And the church. Hallelujah. The gates of hell cannot stand against the church. So it is time for us to be the church more than any time before. Hallelujah. If you believe that, I want you to clap your hands. Is that okay? Hallelujah. I'm just, you know, it happened to us, our church. I remember first, first services we had to, you know, put on the video for us, you know, the cleaning the church and the, and the vapor. And all that stuff so people would feel safe to go back. And since when our faith depends on human things for us to feel safe in God? No, no, no. no. Hallelujah. And uh, I remember Brother Kyle, you know, we did what everybody did. You know, we said, let's, uh, let's, let, let, you know, let's be safe. Let's, uh, let's protect the church. Because that's, as pastors, that's what we should, be, you should do. Amen. Let's protect our people. Let's protect uh, our saints, our elderly, and uh, all the people. We didn't know what was going on. Amen. But uh, I, I remember it was around uh, Eastern. 
And uh, we had that online, Eastern online service. And man, I'll tell you, after the service was done, it meant depression came upon me, bro. It came, you know, I felt so down. I felt so depressed. I felt, I'm like, my God. Amen. I know, I know we're trying to do this the right way, but I just feel empty. You know, and I start praying and crying, asking God, God, what, what, what can we do? I, I don't want to look like a crazy person. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want the church to, to hate me. Amen. But I, I need the church. I, I need my brother. I need my sister. I need somebody. When I feel down, somebody can lay hands on me. Hallelujah. And I feel I'm in the presence of God. And I remember praying and asking God for direction. And we started having services again around June, July. You know, and churches start to get kind of a little bit getting back uh, the way it used to be until about, uh, <laughs> about until I got sick with COVID and 90% of the church got sick as well <laughs> then I said oh my lord what are we going to do now you know I told everybody please take care stay home you know do your thing we're going to try to handle this the, the right way but uh, about a month after we came back and we started having church again. And I started to see people that were sick. They're starting to come back again to church. You know, uh, unfortunately, we did, we did lose one saint uh, through this time. It was, was a really rough time. But I do believe that uh, when we started coming back, I know people started criticizing us and say, what, 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 are, what are they doing? Uh, are they crazy? What, 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 why are they doing this? And, and I know it seemed a little out of place at the time, but there was just something inside of me that I said, I'm not going to bow down to the spirit of this world. I'm not, I'm not going to stop being the church. Listen to me. Hallelujah. And I preached to the church. I said, listen, we all want to get to heaven, but none of us wants to die. <laughs> and I said, uh, hallelujah, come on. Why, why can't we just repeat the words that Paul said? Uh, he said, for me, uh, to die is gain. Uh, hallelujah. And to live is Christ. Uh, and to die is gain. Uh, so if we go, uh, hallelujah, at least I'm in a better place. Uh, but I'm not going to stop being the church. Uh, I'm not going to stop doing what the church does. Uh, hallelujah. And we started uh, being back again. Uh, man, when many others uh, couldn't have service. Uh, so I'll tell you right now, uh, the fact that, that you're having service right now, uh, it's a privilege. Hallelujah is an honor. And when we come to the house of God, we got to do what the house of God does. Hallelujah. When we come to church, hallelujah, we got to be the church. And then you start praising and coming back to the altar. Hallelujah. Today, do not be afraid of coming to this altar. Hallelujah. Come to the altar. Hallelujah. Take a step of faith and take a step of action. See, when Jesus gave them the commandment, he said to go. That is a commandment of action. The church was never created to stay still. The church must move. Hallelujah. The temple must move. Hallelujah. And the temple and the houses every day they cease not to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Every day we must push the church forward. Everybody say action. Hallelujah. Say action. Amen. The second commandment is a commandment of instruction to be baptized hallelujah there is a first is always a commandment of action God always will tell you to take action the second is to receive instruction see you cannot receive instruction if you don't take action and the instruction is repent be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive 
the Holy Ghost. We must repent of our sins. Right now, if you have not repented, hallelujah, if you never said, Lord, I'm sorry, hallelujah, for all the things that I've done, today's the day. Hallelujah. Today, you can just talk to God, amen, and just repent of your sins. If you have never been baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus, today's the day. There are waters that you can go through right now, hallelujah, and be baptized in the name of Jesus. And if you have never received the precious gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in the new tongues, today is the day God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. See, first we must take action. Second, we must obey the instructions that the Lord gives us. If we obey, God will do something powerful today. A great friend of mine, Pastor Campatella, you guys know he was a great evangelist. Now he's pastoring. I remember one time he was telling us about um, he was in this revival service. Uh, I don't remember where, maybe around the Midwest. And um, the first time he was in this church, this man came in and he wanted to receive the Holy Ghost. Now he was dressed very nicely, very, uh, you know, just me, you know, Midwest, you know, cowboy and. Uh, he had a nice hat and a nice shirt and a very nice boots. And uh, he called the man, come on, let's go to the altar. Let's, you know, if you want to receive the Holy Ghost, just come to the altar. And, and the man was there, very nice. And, uh, you know, Brother Campatella started to pray over them. And nothing happened. The guy was crying and everything, but, uh, but he could not receive the Holy Ghost. You know, and that service was done. I think months later, he came back to the same church. The same guy. Came into the altar and he started praying to receive the Holy Ghost. And Brother Campatella felt in his heart, tell the man to take off his boot. Now, those were very expensive boots the man had. Very nice boots, very expensive boots. And Brother Campatella told them, I need you to take off your boots. Now, that's a little weird if you ask me, man. If the man of God telling you, come on, you want to receive the Holy Ghost, take off your shoes. But here's the thing. The commandment, the instruction is what we need to obey. When we hear instruction, when the man of God tells you an instruction for you to do, raise your hands, open your mouth, hallelujah, jump off, get out of your aisle, come to the altar. Those are not simple commandments. We're not cheerleaders. We're not trying to hype you, you know, to your sentiments and your feelings. That's not what we're doing. What we're doing is that uh, we're giving instructions. And if you obey the instruction, hallelujah, God can do something. When he told, when the prophet told Naaman how many times he had to go into the river, hallelujah, he had to obey the instructions. When Jesus told, hallelujah, the rich man to sell everything that he has and follow him, that was an instruction, but he did not obey. When you obey the instruction of God, God, hallelujah, can do greater things in your life. When we obey, hallelujah, and the man took the boots off, hallelujah, in the moment that he took it off, Brother Campatella laid hands upon him and he started speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave him utterance. What I'm talking about today, God wants us to take action. God wants us to follow instruction. And the third commandment is a commandment of revelation. How can we receive a revelation? We must obey. How can we obey? We must take action. The problem is that many want revelation, but not everybody is ready to obey. If you want God to give you more, it's time for you to obey more. If you want God, hallelujah, to show you more. I know somebody right 
now. You might be praying, God, what can I do? What is the next step to my life? God, I'm, I'm trying to do this the right way. I've been praying, but I feel that I'm kind of in a standstill position. What you must do, that you must find the man of God and tell him, man of God, pastor, tell me, what can I do? Hallelujah. When Jesus came into Paul's life, hallelujah, Paul fell onto the ground and he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Hallelujah. When God gives you instruction, hallelujah, and you receive instruction, God gives you revelation. And the revelation comes by us, by, by us being together with the word of God. See, the church is not weak. The church must take action. The church must obey instruction. And the church will receive revelation. There are many parables and I don't have time to go through all of them. I only have a few minutes left. But see, there are many parables that Jesus taught us through the end of times. And he talked, and it's interesting because... Israel was a was a uh, a country or uh, a people of uh, agricultural. Uh, um, that, that's how they labored. They they worked with the fields. They worked uh, with what they had in their hands. And um, it's not it's not uh, by mistake that Jesus used those examples to talk about the end of time uh, and talk about those uh, Hallelujah that will be saved and those uh, that will lose uh, their. A salvation. The first parable we find in Matthew 13 and he talks about a sower and the seed. We know the sower is Jesus. The seed is the word of God. The ground represents the different hearts and conditions of the of heart of man. And we see that only 25% of the ground received the good seed. See there was a good ground and received the good seed. We have the greatest sower. Hallelujah. That is Jesus. We have the greatest seed. That is the word of God hallelujah but it's about you to decide what kind of ground are you going to be are you going to be good ground when the word of God comes into you it sprouts into something wonderful hallelujah or you're going to be bad ground and you're going to let the devil take away what God is trying to give to you amen I believe church hallelujah that God is ready amen for the greatest revival we are throwing seeds we're preaching the gospel we're taking the word of God hallelujah amen and the good seed uh, will come into good ground. Uh, and it's not our job. Listen. It's not your job to judge the ground. Because sometimes, sometimes we, before we throw the seed, we judge the ground. And we say, mm, that's not good ground. Um, I, I know this kind of ground. Let, let me just state, oh, this ground is good. Oh, okay. Let me give you good seed. No, no, no. It's not our job to judge the ground. Our job in the harvest is to throw seed. Hallelujah. It's to preach the gospel. Every creature. Hallelujah. Every nation. Every tongue. Hallelujah. We start throwing seeds and let God does what God does. Let God do what he does. Amen. It's not our job. Hallelujah. God will do it. Your job, throw the seed. Amen. And believe that God can do something great. There are many parables that I could speak right now. The wheat and the tear. We know those. Hallelujah. You choose which one you're going to be. Hallelujah. Are you going to be wheat or are you going to be tear? And you see, the wheat and the tear, they grow up together. But when the time is right, we're going to see who is who. 
Hallelujah. Everybody can come to church. The devil's not afraid that you come to church today. Hallelujah. The devil's not afraid that you just sat down in the pew and you hear the word and you came in and day in and day out, Sunday in and Sunday out. He's not afraid of that. But what he's afraid is when you take the seed and you apply in your heart. Hallelujah. And you start moving and things start growing. Hallelujah. He doesn't understand. You should be a drug addict. You should be in depression. You should be, hallelujah, right now, full of alcohol. Not remember what you did last night. But the devil doesn't understand that you're here right now despite all things. And you're praising God and serving God. That's what we are. Hallelujah. I want to be wheat. I don't want to be tear. It's not time to play church. It's not time to come Sunday and look pretty. Hallelujah. It's time for us to take action and move. Hallelujah. And do what God calls us to do. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm about to finish. Hallelujah. If the musicians can be ready. Just give me five minutes. Hallelujah. And I could talk so many other parables. The, 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 the seed of mustard. The treasure and the pearl. The, the, the full net. And I can talk about the banquets and the, and the wedding. And, uh, uh, you know, and we could go even to Matthew 25 and talk about the parable of the ten virgins. See, the, 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 we are in the end of times. And those parables apply to our lives. Who, who, who are you going to be? Are you going to be wheat? Or are you going to be tear? Are you going to be, hallelujah, are you going to be good ground? Or are you going to be any other ground that let the devil and the world take away your blessing? Are you going to be, hallelujah, one of, the, one of the five virgins that stay vigilant with their lamps on and their oil ready? Or are you going to be those, hallelujah, that just fill the lamp on a Sunday morning, hallelujah, and go for the rest of the week and the lamp and the oil is about to turn off, hallelujah. But when the Lord comes, when the husband comes, you see the trumpet will sound, hallelujah, and the dead in Christ will rise first and then us who stayed, we're we're also going to be lifted up in the air with the Christ. Hallelujah. And this body, hallelujah, will change. Amen. But we have to choose right now, church, what side are you going to be on? Amen. You're going to choose right now. Hallelujah. Which the talents are you doing with what God gave you? We start the scripture in Revelation. And it talks about the harvest. And it talks about that the angel will come. And he will hit. Hallelujah. With the sickle. And he will reap. And those that are good. Hallelujah. We'll take upon the Lord. And those who are not will be thrown in the fire. And I know it's not a message that we are used to to hear nowadays. But the good old times. Hallelujah. Those old preachers. Amen. This generation that came before mine. That's all they preached. Hallelujah. We're going to preach heaven. And we're going to preach the hell is real. Hallelujah. And the time is short. We don't have much time, church. Hallelujah. Amen. This place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, this earth, it's not my home. Hallelujah, this is not the end of me. Hallelujah, this world, I'm just passing by because I'm going to go. Hallelujah, to the new Jerusalem, a new earth. Hallelujah, new heaven. Everything made new. So don't get used to earth. Hallelujah. That's what we're living in today. We're so used to live in this world that heaven has, you know, heaven it's not something that we really want to. 
we, we are so comfortable in this world, hallelujah, that, that we, you know, why, why do I have to go and sow seed and work in the field when I have a machine that can do that for me? Why, 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 why do I have to? Why do I have to step out, get in my car, go to Publix, and buy things when, with the click of a button, I can go to my phone and buy everything that I need? Why, why, why do I have to go, amen, to church? Oh, God, help me today. I know, I know there are people that can't come, but hey, I know there are people that should be here today, but you chose to stay comfortable home. Hallelujah. Why, why, why do I know? It's not, I'm not, I'm not your favorite person right now. I know. Hallelujah. But why, I mean, why do I have to do something when I can have everything with, with, uh, to be comforted and I can be comforted in my own home? And, and God is telling us, it's time for action. Hallelujah. It's not time for laziness. Before Jesus return, hallelujah, the church, hallelujah, will leave this world. But there will be obstacles in the harvest. There will be things that will try to keep you away from doing what God called you to do. The end of time revival, hallelujah. It will be the greatest revival. But with the greatest revival, many will abandon truth. Hallelujah. But do not be, do not be sad because your best friend is leaving church. It's not that. Hallelujah because it's biblical people will leave and people will abandon but we'll preach the gospel and I pray for my friends to come back to church I pray hallelujah for those great preachers that one day stood in this sacred place and preached the gospel and right now they're preaching something else I pray that they will be back to church hallelujah but God is doing a separation and the sickle is hitting the ground right now hallelujah and the church must make a stand are we going to be part of the harvest or are we going to be part of those that are thrown aside I want to be part of the harvest if you want to be part of the harvest why don't you stand with me right now raise your hands and say Lord I want to be part of the harvest Hallelujah. Come on, it's time for the church to be the church. Hallelujah. When somebody comes sick and they come to this place, they need somebody to lay hands upon them. Hallelujah. If a drug addict come to this place and they need healing in their soul, somebody must lay hands on them. I would not say sorry. I cannot pray for you because the CDC is telling me that I cannot touch anybody. No, no, no. Hallelujah. When the word of man is stemmed against the word of God we must do like the apostles did they did now you tell me what should we do should we obey man hallelujah in this please God no 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 I'm gonna obey God's word first and foremost Come on, there's power in the revival that is coming right now. Hallelujah, 2020, I want to forget about it. But let me tell you, 2020 is the perfect platform for us to go in a higher level. Hallelujah, if this last year has taught me something, is that, oh, God is about to do something great. And I want to be part of it. Hallelujah. See, in our church just last year. We baptized over 16 people in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I praise God for that. We worked with the small groups. We had a growth in our small groups. 
Hallelujah. I know the economy, we would think, hey, I know right now it's not easy for anybody. But let me tell you, God has blessed us with our economy more than any other time before. And I say, I know, hallelujah, that despite everything else, God is working us. And uh, you see, there's a great power in revival. But we must take action. I know I want to see revival. We want to see revival, but we must take action. See, the revival in Jerusalem. And I'm about to be done. I don't know if, uh, if the musicians usually come or, or I'll finish with this. But See, the revival in Jerusalem happened when about 120 people were in the upper room. And they start praying and seeking God. And the Holy Ghost fell. And they were filled with, this, with God's spirit. See, the revival in Samaria, the, the revival in Jerusalem needed 120 people. The revival in Samaria only needed one man, Philip. He went to, he went to do what God called him to do. And when he started preaching the gospel, they were baptized, but they were not they were not yet filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that even people that practice witchcraft, they're starting to be converted. You see, when you go where others don't want to go, hallelujah, revival starts to happen. All God is waiting right now for the greatest revival is for one person, hallelujah, to say, God, here I am. God, use me. Lord, I'm ready. Hallelujah. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. God, hallelujah, from this place, he's ready to send people to other countries. Hallelujah. Maybe somebody right now, God has put a seed in your heart for you to do something for the Lord. Hallelujah. But he's waiting somebody to take a step of faith and do what the Lord called you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to do. See, the revival with the Gentiles, all he needed, it was Peter to obey what God told him to do. He had to go. Action. He had to obey because he had to go to the Gentiles. Even when God showed him the revelation with, the, with all the animals, he said, Lord, nothing unclean has ever touched my mouth. And the Lord said, do not call it unclean what I make holy. And when he took action and he obeyed, he came to the house of a man called Cornelius. And the Bible says in Acts, Acts chapter 10, hallelujah, when he started preaching, hallelujah, the power of God was so great in that place that while he was reading the word, while he was preaching, the Holy Ghost fell in that house. Hallelujah, because they heard, they heard them speaking in other tongues. And you see, revelation came unto them right there. They said, wow, even the Gentiles, hallelujah, even for them is the Holy Spirit. See, hallelujah, when you take action and you obey, God show you revelation. See, the, the greatest revival that happened in that time, hallelujah, wasn't in Jerusalem. Jerusalem was great. Samaria was great. Cornelius' home was great. But there was a revival that I like to see. Hallelujah, there was a revival in a place called Antioch. And I don't have time to read it. Hallelujah, but the word of God says, amen, that, that, that those who believed were in Antioch and they, and they started preaching the gospel and a great revival came in that place now see the bible doesn't even take time to say who went there to do this great revival you can go chapter uh, acts chapter 11 chapter 11 hallelujah look what the word of god says i, I do want to read because it is powerful i want you to understand something Revival does not depend 
on how great you preach or how great you look or how, you know, all the abilities that you may have. Revival starts when one person do or does what nobody else wants to do. You see, when one person starts to praising, when nobody else is praising, God starts to move. Hallelujah. When you're preaching, when nobody else is preaching, God starts to move. See, verse 19, chapter 11. It says, now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution. See, great persecution brings great revival. I know we're not used to persecution in America. I know we talk about right now what's happening in the political scene. And, and, and there is a level, but not real, real persecution yet. But when the greatest persecution came, they were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. And some men of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were to come to Antioch, they spake unto the Greeks, preaching the Lord Jesus, preaching the Lord Jesus. See, these men, they were only preaching to the Jews. Because it is easy to preach for those that look that you know that look like us and speak like us and and you know dress like us. It's easy because that's what even in church, I'm sorry to say, but sometimes even in church, we look for people that think like us and and, and have things in common with us. And sometimes, you know, in a great church like this one, it's very easy for those that sit in the right will never meet the person that sit right in the left. It happens. It's, it's part of the growth. If not, go and read chapter 6 of Acts. So it happens. But because, you know, church is done and we go to, we're going to go find the people that is our buddies. And we're going to hang out with our buddies. You know, I grew up, I grew up in a in a in a missionary church in Recife, Brazil. My pastor, Brother Walmer, he he lived, you know, he lived in the south of Brazil. And he God put on in his heart to go to Recife. Now, this American man that lived in the south of Brazil, God was calling him to the northeast of Brazil. It's a very tough place. Very dry land. It's it's not the, the, the best place to live in. I, mean, I grew up in a in a rough place. But I'm thankful that one man stepped out of his comfort zone to go where nobody else was to preach to those that have never heard this. And because he did that, my mother was saved in the year 1998. And in the year 2000, I started to come to church. 2002, God filled me with the Holy Ghost. I was baptized in the name of Jesus. And in 2005, I came to America. And in 2016, we started a church here in West Palm Beach. You see, when one person does what nobody else is ready to do, you can impact one person's life. Even if it is just one person, that one person can go to places that you may never go.
but you never know that you can preach to somebody maybe you never go to Asia maybe you never go to Africa maybe you will never go to Europe but you know or South America but maybe you can save that person that will go there because the Bible says uh, they were only preaching to the Jew. Uh, but these men, they said, no, 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 no. Hallelujah. Okay, that's fine. The Jews are fine. But uh, there's some Greek over here. Nobody's speaking to them. Let's go and preach to the Greek as well. Uh, hallelujah. And when they start preaching to them, uh, the Bible says in the verse 21, uh, and the hand of the Lord uh, was with them. And a great number believed uh, and turned unto God. Uh, then tidings of these things came into the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch. You see, they did not send anybody. They did not send Peter. They did, they did not send, amen, John or any other of the 12 apostles. They, they sent this man, Barnabas. And when he came, the Bible says that when he came and he had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them. And with purpose of heart, they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith. And much people was added unto the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus to seek Saul see when when one man start doing what nobody else is doing more come and when Barnabas came and he saw what was happening he was glad wow there's revival in this place I know a guy that can help me here I'm gonna find a guy that nobody else wants him right now let me go to Tarsus there's there's a great saint there that he's that he's waiting for an opportunity to do something for God. See, maybe there's somebody right now that you're waiting an opportunity to serve God. But you have a great man right here that can give you instruction and direction to where you should do when you should go. Hallelujah. And he went to find Paul. Hallelujah. And them together, they started going all over the world, uh, preaching the gospel and taking the gospel where nobody else was going. Uh, hallelujah, church. What I'm telling you today right now, uh, hallelujah, is that the greatest harvest is upon us. Uh, hallelujah. The, oh, the harvest is ready. Uh, hallelujah. The fields are white. Uh, but, oh, we need laborers. Uh, we need somebody uh, that say, God, uh, hallelujah, I'm going to today take a step of faith. Uh, you've been on standby for too long Saul it's time for you to take uh, to step out of the shadows uh, and come forth uh, hallelujah and help this church uh, go forward uh, your pastor needs you uh, hallelujah to go forward with him uh, your pastor needs you uh, the church needs you uh, there are souls who need you uh, this altar is open uh, if you feel in your heart Lord uh, hallelujah I want to go uh, God it's time for me to take a step of faith uh, and do what no one else is doing Hallelujah, the greatest revivals upon us, church. The greatest revivals upon us. Hallelujah, the greatest harvest is right here. Hallelujah, but God is waiting. God is waiting, somebody to say, Lord, I'm going. Send me. Jesus, send me. Hallelujah, I'm going to prepare myself. Hallelujah, I'm going to do the right things. If you have not been baptized, hallelujah, right now I want to tell you, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, when God fills you, He gives you power, power to testify, power, hallelujah, to change the overcome. I grew up in a horrible place. I grew up in a home full of divorce, full of abuse, full of things that you would not 
want to see. Hallelujah. But when the Holy Ghost fills you, something changes. And you can change the overcome of your city. You can change the overcome, hallelujah, of your family. You can change, hallelujah. Oh, God, use me. Send me, Lord.